Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Hey, I'm going to read I'm going to read Mark chapter 2 verses 1 through 12. This is the story we're talking about tonight. Give me your ears. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the, the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the uh, teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts, and he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, uh, your, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this before. This story, there's not not many names mentioned in this story. The only name that is mentioned in the story is the name Jesus, and that's not a surprise. Jesus is the central figure of every story in the Bible. His name is not mentioned in every story, but, but he's all over. He's in every single story. We don't know the names of, of the men who are in this story, the, the, the four men. We don't know if they're friends, if they're brothers, if they're strangers, if they're on the same football team, in the same band, or both. We don't know all that much about them. We don't know anything about the man lying on the mat except for that he was paralyzed and, 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 and he, he was a sinner. This is really all we know. We know that there are four men who knew that there was, there was a man who had some stuff going on. You guys wrote on these, these pieces of paper stuff that is going on in your life. And, 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 and maybe this guy had some stuff like this going on. Grandma having cancer. Grandpa having cancer. Mom's health not good. I don't, know, I don't know much about this man because, because, because Mark doesn't tell us a whole lot. But he had some stuff going on. And he was lying on the road, and, and these four men, they, they come up to him, and, and, and they want to take him to Jesus. Now, what's interesting to me is that these four men, they want to take him to Jesus, and they're able to take him to Jesus, Why? Well, they're not paralyzed, and this man is paralyzed, and this man's unable to get to Jesus because of his paralysis. But what what, what intrigues me is that these four men, like I'm just guessing that they also had some stuff going on. And, and, And maybe their stuff was like your stuff. Friends won't come to church with me. Hey, put them on a map, pick them up, and bring them, you know? People that lie all the time, 
pretend they think that they're cool. They, they do the wrong things and, and, and they get away with it. Friend starting a video telling everybody that she was mad at me. Some friend issues. People pretending to know everything, but really just being fake. My parents divorcing. Like these men probably had some stuff going on as well. And they probably could have got on StubHub or Cheap Seats or whatever and gotten a, a front row seat to Jesus. But they knew that there was another man who could not get to Jesus. And so they go and they get this man. And, and, and the Bible says that there were multiple men, but at least four of them picked up each corner of the mat, I assume, and they began to carry this man to the house where Jesus was teaching. And they're making their way there, and they get to the house, and, and, and they want to go inside because they want to bring the man to the feet of Jesus, but they can't because this house is, is so packed. People inside, people probably gathered outside, people probably hanging out of the windows. And here they have this man who has some stuff going on. Doubting his faith. His dad having surgery and neck problems. My parents disappointed in me because of my grades. Like, we don't know what was going on. But some of you are like, amen, my parents are disappointed in me. We don't know what was going on with this man. But we know that this man was struggling with some stuff. And the Bible really only tells us it was his paralysis and, and his sins. And these men wanted to get this one man to Jesus, but they get to the house and it's just so crowded. And so they start brainstorming. One of them probably sees that there's a, a ladder on the side of the house. And this would have been common in, in, in ancient uh, Israel, there would have been uh, ladders on the sides of these houses so people could go up to the, to the roof and, and, and enjoy uh, the sunset, I guess. They would sit up there on the top of the roof. Their, their roofs were flat. And I don't know how they did it because this man, like, like has already been stated, this man was paralyzed. And so they would have had to have, I don't know if they threw him over one of their shoulders or how they got him up there, but they got him up to the top of the house. And then what? I mean, I, I read this story and I started thinking about our youth group and I was like, man, if this was our youth group, who would the people in our youth group be that were digging through? And McQuaid, I thought of you, right? Because I'm like, who in our youth group is crazy enough to dig through someone else's roof to get someone to the feet of Jesus? Would you do this probably? Probably, yeah, because you're a demolition master and, uh, and, and you care about people though. Like, I know this about you because we, we sat in a small group last week and you talked a little bit about this. And I know this, you care about people. And so there are people in this youth group, I'm like, yeah, you would probably unroof a roof to get someone to the feet of Jesus. Now put yourself in the people who are inside, put yourself in their shoes. You're sitting there listening to Jesus, the greatest storyteller, the greatest truth teller ever to walk planet earth. And there he is, and you're just listening. It's like, this is so good. He's waxing. He's eloquent. This is amazing. All of a sudden, you feel a dirt clod hit you in the top of the head. Like, what? Where'd that come from? 
Soon more dirt clods are just starting to fall. And, and the men on top of the roof at this point, they're just digging through this mud thatched roof. And it's probably a thick roof. And so it took some time. And all of a sudden, you know when you wake up in the morning and one of the worst feelings in the morning is when someone cuts the lights on and your eyes just shrink 100 times too small. You've ever been there, right? Your eyes just go too small. I imagine that they're in this house. They're sitting there listening to Jesus teach. And all of a sudden, the sun just starts shining through the roof. And their eyes shrink 100 times too small. And they have to, they have to, they have to get their self back together. And then all of a sudden, they look, and there's this man just lying at the feet of Jesus. This has to be a little bit frightening. On a side note, I like frightening people. I think it's funny when people get frightened. I, I try, as a hobby of mine, I try to frighten people. And I'm excited to share with you my latest victim. I think that you will recognize her. Turn your attention to the screen and check this out. I love scaring Peyton. It's so easy. I balk like a chicken every time, and she screams like that every time. Every time. But, but these, these, these people, they look at Jesus, and, and after their sight is recovered from being blinded by the light, they, they notice that there's this man lying at the feet of Jesus. Where did he come? How did he get in the room? And there's this man lying at the feet of Jesus with all his stuff, his impatience with other people. Fighting with his siblings. A sin that I regret. My sin. I haven't been treating people the way that they should be treated. He's lying there at the feet of Jesus, and, and Jesus is, is the Lord of lords, right? So I don't want to judge him too hard, but where are his manners? The first thing that Jesus says to this person is not, hello, how are you doing today? It's, no, son, your sins are forgiven. I don't know if Jesus missed the obvious, but I don't, I don't know if this man was like most concerned about his spiritual state of being. I mean, when I read this story, it's like, son, your, your sins are forgiven. Jesus, look at, like think about how he had to get in here. He didn't walk through the front door. He didn't walk at all. Jesus, why did you not say, son, your paralysis is healed? Or, he says, son, your sins are are forgiven. When he saw the men's faith, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. This man was brought to Jesus with all kinds of stuff. No doubt, like a few of those cards that I just read said, sin. For if the Bible is true, then this man is the same as any other man or woman this man has fallen short of God's glorious standard. This man is a sinner. Jesus is most concerned. He is most concerned about this man's eternity. And Jesus says, son, your sins are forgiven. 
And my first reaction was, what about his, what about his paralysis? There were people in the crowd that day who, who were religious leaders, teachers of the law, they're, they're, they're scribes. And their, their first thought was not about, what, is, what about his paralysis? Their, their first thought was, who do you think you are to say that this man's sins are forgiven? For only God can forgive sins. And they were right about this. But they were wrong about Jesus' identity. And Jesus knows that they're thinking about this. And so he addresses this. He knows that they're, they're thinking about this, and so he says, why, why, are you, why are you thinking about these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk. I mean, to say your sins are forgiven is a little bit hard to prove in the moment, right? But, but to say, get up, take your mat, and walk, We're about to see whether or not Jesus has the authority to do these things. It's obvious he's willing to do these things, but is he able to do these things? And this this man who who was carried in because he could not walk in, what happens? He, he, He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. Jesus proves that he has the ability and the authority to forgive sins by healing this man of his paralysis. What I want you to notice is this man had some stuff going on. We know he had paralysis going on, and we know he had sin going on, and Jesus healed him of both of those things. I don't know if his parents divorced. I don't know if he, if he had bad relationships at school. I don't know all that much about this man, but you're telling me that these are, these are things that you have going on. And let me just make a big assumption right now. If, if, if you are the people who have been to the feet of Jesus already, and this is going on in your life, I'm just going to assume it's going on in the lives of everybody at your school. If, if you don't hear anything else tonight, I want you to hear this. You are to love Everybody at your school. Everybody at your school. Now, I don't know who these four men were because the Bible doesn't talk about it, but I, 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 I've read all of Mark's gospel. And in chapter one, we, we just talked about chapter two. In chapter one, there are a few unnamed people who, who get close to Jesus. At first, there's, there's a man who is healed of his demon possession. Then there are crowds who were healed of their sicknesses and their diseases. Then there was a man healed of his leprosy. I can't help but think that chapter 1 is beginning to play a part in chapter 2. That there were these people who had been to the feet of Jesus. And they knew someone who had not yet been to the feet of Jesus. Maybe it was from the the area where they used to hang out for for lepers and people with disease and people who were demon-possessed were were, were cast out of the community just like people with paralysis. These were people who were not allowed in, in the holy places around the holy people. But they knew, they heard, and they experienced healing from this man named Jesus who healed them of their sicknesses, who healed them of their diseases, their leprosy, and their possession. 
And I'm just wondering, were these four men former lepers, or former sick, former oppressed and possessed? And they weren't there on the front row that day because they, were, they, they, they knew that there was someone else who had not yet experienced this healing that Jesus has to offer. So did they go back to where they came from? Pick up a mat and carry that mat all the way to the feet of Jesus. Unroof a roof so that their, their friend could be healed by Jesus. I'm just reading into it a little bit. What if that's true? What if that's why they weren't on the front row that day? Don't take this in the wrong way, for I am not Jesus. But some of you are sitting in the front row at a worship service where we're trying to experience Jesus. And there are people that you used to hang out with, you used to associate with, who are not here who don't get to hear the gospel message of Jesus for one reason or another, it's likely not because of a physical paralysis. But maybe they're angry. Maybe they don't feel like they belong. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, they're not here. And my encouragement to us is this. Let's be the kind of people who unroof roofs to drop our friends at the feet of Jesus, because what they need most is healing by the power of Jesus. I'm talking about everybody at your school. But I want to get more specific. Rather, I want you to get more specific. Close your eyes real quick and bow your heads. For I'm going to ask you right now in silence to pray. I'm going to ask your leaders that that they would get up and head to the, the sides of the room. But as you're, as, you're, as you're sitting there praying, I want you to pray, God, would you put one person on my mind, one person on my mind who needs to, to come to the feet of Jesus, who needs to get close to Jesus. I'm going to read a few more of these. Uh, people who are stressed. People who have too much anxiety. People whose parents are going through divorces. People who are addicted to pornography. People who have family issues. People you don't get along with on the football team. People whose parents are going through divorces. Let me have your eyes real quick. Your leaders are spread out around the room. And, 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 and one, like I said it about myself, I'm going to say it about them. They are not Jesus, but they are here to lead you to Jesus. I'm just taking this from chapter one. Chapter one, there's these people who experienced healing in the name of Jesus. And I'm not ever going to ask you to bring your friend to Jesus. Bring that person at your school to Jesus if you have not been to Jesus first. You should have written something on one of these pieces of paper, something that's going on in your life. What I want you to do is I want you to find your leader, and I want you to tell them what you wrote on that piece of paper, and they're going to pray for you. They're going to pray that Jesus would bring peace to your situation. 
If it's a sin, they're going to ask Jesus, would you forgive them in your mercy? If it's a hard time with your family, they're going to they're pray for you that, that Jesus would give you strength in this hard time. And then once they've said amen, I want you to come back to your seat, the seat you're at right now. A seat to the, to the, to in the front row as we enter the throne room of God with praise. And I want you to pray that, that you would not be sitting in that seat next week, but that, that the person you just thought about would be sitting right there. And you can be beside them, but, but God, would you put them in this seat? Would you put them in a place where they can meet Jesus? God, would you give me the courage to talk to them about Jesus? God, help me unroof the roof to get them to Jesus. And why to Jesus? Because Jesus is the only one who is willing and able to forgive them of their sin, to set them free. This is why we bring them to Jesus. So I'm going to pray. Khalees is going to sing a song. And I want all of you to get up, head to your leader. Let them pray for you. Then come back, pray for that person you just thought of, and then let's sing and praise our God for being the good healer that he is. Father, thank you for this story. Thank you for the men in this story. Father, I'm just, I'm like Jesus. When I, when I see their faith, I get excited. Father, I ask that you would give us that kind of faith, that we would cast aside fear, cast aside embarrassment, cast aside shame, and go find people who need to know Jesus and bring them to Jesus no matter the cost. Father, to remove obstacles that get in their way, never compromising on grace or truth in the process. Father, help us to get everybody at our school to Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.